0: Hello everyone, and welcome back. We are now on our episode number two. So I am hoping that you're joining again, um, whether you be a parent, whether you be a fellow teacher, or whether you be a student, and you would like to just learn a little bit more about um, music classroom and what happens in it. So our topic for today is for accommodations and modifications. Now, in a typical classroom, um, your regular, you know, K through five classroom, um, usually do you have or you know what these accommodations and modifications are, um, especially, you know, if your child or you are on an IEP, we come up, we meet together and we come up with these accommodations slash modifications. Now for music class, PE and art class, of course, we get those IEPs and we make those accommodations or modifications, you know, and that's for those students. However, there are still accommodations and modifications that we create, um, just in case, you know, um, a student may not necessarily be on an IEP and may need these accommodations slash modifications. Um, Now, when I say slash, I don't mean that they are the same thing. Accommodation and modification are two different things, okay? So, we'll go ahead and start off with accommodations. And those are what help kids learn the same material as their peers. And this allows them to meet the same expectations. So we're given an example here that a student with dyslexia might listen to an audio version of a book. Um, also that applies to the music classroom because uh, sometimes we do do music classroom readings like Uh, That one, I love, I love this book. It is called Down by the Bay and there's a really cute little song that goes with it. So if you haven't heard it, I would suggest looking up Down by the Bay. Um, And the song goes, Down by the Bay where the watermelons grow back to my home. And it just goes on. It's such a cute little song. And this is another example of differentiated learning, which we talked about in my last last podcast. So if you haven't lost, I can't even talk today. Last episode in this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and check that one out. But just um, there's that differentiation between, you know, reading and then applying the the words to then become lyrics in a song. You know, that's really cool. Anyways, so uh, the way that we do differentiated uh, learning, And applying these accommodations then, Um, in the case of reading a book, I always like to have the students, we do a whole group reading together and I read to them. You know, I was learning in my reading class that uh, it's good to read to your students because it takes out that need for them to Decode all the words and instead they just focus on the message of what is being read, you know And so they're able to comprehend better and absorb what's going in and then later on You know if they would like to they can go on and read their own. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent, but accommodations um, Like that just having an audio version of a book um, Still the same book that the class is reading, but it's the audio version um, I also do like the preferential seating for my students on IEP, but then I also like to make sure that I am sit- sitting students where it is the most beneficial for them. So that's an accommodation. Um, for example, if a student has, you know, trouble for focusing, um, that student might come sit in front or next to me or be my helper, you know, uh, just to have that student focus. Um, however, that does not excuse them from regular class assignments. They just, that just means that they're closer to me and maybe, you know, I'm there uh, providing those accommodations for that student. Um, as far as, you know, that's that's more along like the instruction or the environment of the classroom. When it comes to testing, uh, this would include me, you know, um, if a student has trouble reading, reading that, stu- that um, sorry. Give me just a second. <laughs> What was I going, where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> not that I would read for them, but uh, having them complete the test and giving them maybe extra time, that's an accommodation. So if a student is maybe a slower reader or or something like that, you want to make that accommodation of giving them that extra time to complete the spelling test. I know a lot of times um, ELL, students are also given extra time to complete uh, tests or quizzes and music class if they need extra time to do a performance you know for a bucket drumming test you know give them that extra time um, or if they have a hard time writing maybe uh, their hands are hurting extra you know whatever is going on you're gonna provide them with an accommodation to make it just a little bit easier for them. Okay, um, and specific to music class, what an accommodation is talking about, again, is just giving that extra time to learn perhaps an instrument. Maybe if we're learning ukulele, you want to give them extra time and maybe a little bit of extra small group attention to have them learn that instrument. Um, or they may also need a different format. That's why differentiated learning is so important as well, and it kind of ties in with accommodations, is making sure that there are different ways for that student to be able to learn. Now, modification is the other side of it, and this is for students who are much more behind than their peers, and this needs changes to the curriculum and and they're learning. These are modifications. So accommodations, still learning the same material. Um, They're meeting the same expectations as their fellow peers. Modifications are having to do with students who are further behind than their peers, and so they're going to need a change in curriculum. And so for example, uh, in this case, a student would be maybe assigned a shorter assignment or easier music, For them to be able to read or or homework that's or music work that's you know easier for that student or maybe at a different level an earlier level than what current students are okay. Uh, Kids who receive modifications are not expected to learn the same material as their classmates. That is the difference. So there are different expectations for those students and I have to point out this that I learned as well is that students should not be compared to other students. And so in my future music classroom, what I am preparing on doing is creating individual portfolios for each of my students. And in that portfolio, it is will have their individual work, their individual growth, because you never know if students are going to be at a different level, and I learned that this year, and and comparing them to their peers is not going to create that motivation for them to learn. However, if they see, oh, hey, I started at point A, and now I'm over here at point B, I see my growth, I am I am increasing, and so that motivates them to keep learning. Um, modification and testing, uh, for example, if we might wanna cut down on the size of the test or the questions on the test, uh, that will also, that would be a modification. Um, we're going now into specifically for music class. Sometimes when we're learning something, uh, it can be not at the right level for that child. And so, for example, in music, I might not require this certain child to learn how to read music, but I would require them to do something else at a, at a lower level, you know, still still growing within their levels, but not quite at the, uh, what we are in class. Um, it also gives the example here that a PE teacher might reduce the number of laps a student needs to run. Um, so especially in specialist classes like music, art, and PE, um, accommodations and modifications will look different, and this is what we're, worth, we're referring to for that. Um, so yeah, sometimes those two words can, can be confused, but again, just remember an accommodation is something that Uh, can help kids learn the same material, it's still the same material, and they're still expected to meet the same expectations as the rest of their classmates. Um, And a modification is where a student is maybe further behind than their peers, and uh, they are not required or are not expected to learn the same material as their classmates. Um, I'm gonna go now deeper into what that might look like in my music classroom. So, I have a lot of ELL students. So, a lot of the accommodations that I like to make um, are to have both English and Spanish. So, bilingual terms for um, any any words that we're learning. In my last podcast I had, my last episode I had talked about um, what is it? Having a quarter note as an image as written in English and then written in Spanish, which is also known as a nota negra. Um, so that's that. Uh, again, I do have a seating chart especially because I like to keep my students close to me that, you know, tend to lose focus here and there. Um, I also keep the those students that are maybe struggling to catch up really close to me as well so that I can um, have that one-on-one time as soon as Uh, maybe other students are practicing on their own and in the in a similar way I also um, for the students that may be a little bit more advanced I do put them in uh, separate groups as well so that they can keep moving forward and what else modification I do have modifications um, depending on the classroom and what students are in it Uh, a lot of times I have different printouts for um, the day, just in case I have a student that is not quite at that level. However, this is something that I do still need to continue working on. um, Just because, especially now that COVID hit, we have now very different levels of students within one classroom. Because some students did log in for the year, you know, that we missed, and some students were not able to log in. And so, a lot of that learning, some students learned the material that they had to in that year, and other students did not learn that material. Yet, they were passed together because um we weren't really allowed to retain any students. So we can have a fifth grade class that has a student that is maybe at a third grade reading level and and more students that are at a fifth grade reading level. So you have those differences and that is one thing that I am going to have to work on next year is really having and really knowing what level my students are at and, and creating those modifications for the students that may not quite be there yet. Um, that uh, that includes my music classroom. Um, because of COVID, I actually had really, really low attendance numbers, and so I feel that um, the students that did log on were able to learn quite a bit, but a big majority of my students didn't log on, and so we are at very, very different levels now, and so that's just something that uh, I think that we're really gonna have to deal with this next coming year. Um, but yeah, that's a few more things on accommodations, modifications that I, you might see in my music classroom. Um, so we have for ELL, of course IEPs are a must, must, must. Get. Uh, I always get just all the IEPs of all the students that I'm gonna have for the year and I separate them into classes. So for example, if I have two students on IEPs that are in the same class, that'll go into one folder. And so every time that they come into music class, I know what accommodations or modifications they may need. Uh, and so it's super important to have those in place, and I will continue to do that because uh, that's, you know, that's required by law, that's not an option. <laughs> um, so always have those. And so I have ELL, IEPs, um, creating the small groups, having uh, bilingual uh, words and teaching bilingually is also super helpful. I know that a lot of um, teachers are not able to do this because they don't speak both languages and that is okay. That is totally understandable. Um, I, I choose to do so because I'm bilingual and it's, it's beneficial for my students, you know uh what else i think that's all i have for accommodations and modifications so thank you for joining in for this podcast and we'll see you for the next one bye